Good evening. Um, tonight's reading is from Luke 18, verses 18 to 30. Uh, this is from the NIV version. You'll find it on pages 1052 of your church Bibles. You're welcome. A certain ruler asked him, Good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked. No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not murder. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honour your father and mother. All these things I have kept since I was a boy, he said. When Jesus heard this, he said to him, You still lack one thing. Sell everything you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. When he heard this, he became very sad because he was very wealthy. Jesus looked at him and said, How hard is it for the rich to enter the kingdom of God? Indeed, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, Who then can be saved? Jesus replied, What is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said to him, we have left all we had to follow you. Truly I tell you, Jesus said to them, no one who has left home or wife or brothers or sisters or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God will fail to receive many times as much in this age and in the age to come eternal life. This is the word of the Lord. What matters most? The evening before our first child was born, we had a house fire. It was a total, complete and utter burnout. In fact, what wasn't damaged by fire was destroyed by smoke. So I was left with the clothes that I was wearing and I was very pregnant. The baby was due any day and I'd got all of my baby stuff ready. In fact, I'd hand stenciled jungle animals in the nursery. And I'd had the whole of the house painted as well. All of the cottage was painted white and everything was ready. It was perfect. I was drying some baby clothes that we'd been given in the tumble dryer. And as it turned out, the motor of the tumble dryer was faulty. So it just didn't stop going and it kept going and going and going. And then when I saw flames and even after I turned everything off and there were still flames, I went next door to ask for some help. And then I never went back into the building. It was actually about a month before I was allowed back into the home. They just thought it was too upsetting. My husband Mike came back from London that evening to find three fire engines outside our front door. I had warned him. And then, not surprisingly, the shock sent me into labour. It was an interesting start to a new baby's life. All we had were literally the clothes that we were wearing and then a baby. In the end, some photos and a couple of childhood toys, but 
We'll get to those in a little bit. But that was it. I could count on one hand the things that I kept from that house. So we had nothing, but we had everything in this new life that we were holding. Tonight, what we're really looking at is what matters most. And for me, that fire was the single clearest moment in my whole life when I had such a reality check as to what actually matters most. I was able to discover firsthand what matters most. So as we're carrying on looking at this Bible passage, I wonder if you could start thinking about what matters most to you. I wonder if you've had something traumatic like that that's made you think about it. I really hope and pray, not a, not a fire. But this is the question that Jesus is asking this rich young ruler. So keep that running in your mind, what matters most to me as we look at this passage together. Jesus here is talking about priorities and that's the very essence of what is going on in this passage. Jesus dared this man to walk away from his wealth. Sometimes there's a sort of a catalyst which acts as a, as a wake-up call, just like moving to university, or perhaps the impact of COVID, or even the breakdown of a relationship, or the death of someone who's really close to you. In my case, a house fire. But these things sort of jolt us into thinking hard about what it is that matters most and thinking about what our priorities are. It's like this catalyst that makes us think what is important. I wonder if you've been following the Luke series on a Sunday evening. James last week was talking about the children coming to Jesus and Jesus wanting to accept the children and let them come to him. Now, Jesus here is all the time talking about the kingdom of God. So he's helping us to think behind the text and behind the passage. And the kingdom of God isn't a future kingdom. It's a live it here and now kingdom. It's a pull it down from heaven kingdom. So Jesus is talking on two levels. Number one, he's answering the questions that are put to him. And he's also opening the eyes of everyone listening to understand the kingdom of God. How hard is it for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God, he says. So he's teaching us about the kingdom while he's actually talking about what matters most. So, in this passage, in the Bible, we're looking at Luke 18, if you've got a device or a Bible that you want to grab, the thing that was making it so hard for this man was that Jesus was asking him then and there to choose to follow him. Remember, the disciples, the early disciples had done that, but this guy doesn't seem to be able to walk away from all that he had. But this encounter gets really interesting when you start to unpack it. So we're just going to dig a little bit deeper together. But I want you to use your imaginations here because we're going to do a little bit of thinking around the passage. Okay, so the guy in this passage is rich 
and he's young and he's in charge. Okay, so I am going to liken him to Mr. Amazon. <laughs> Amazon, as we know, has been doing very well. So Jeffrey Preston Bezos is an American internet entrepreneur. I'm afraid this is taken from Wikipedia, which we know we don't really trust, but he is an industrialist, a media proprietor, and an investor. But in this case, Wiki is working well for us because it tells us he is the founder, the CEO, and the president of the multinational technology company, Amazon. So we know that Amazon did really well in lockdown. It was already doing well, and actually it just did a little bit better. So I think we can say that Mr. Bezos is rich. His net worth during the pandemic crashed the $200 million mark. So that's $200 million. That's the net worth that was estimated. So Jesus says to someone like him, get this, you're missing something. <laughs> what? I mean, imagine saying that to Mr. Bezos. You still lack one thing, he says in verse 22. Oh, when I'm preparing something like this, I really like to look at different versions of a Bible passage to help me understand it. And a couple of the different versions say slightly different things. There's still one thing lacking, says the NRSV. Or there's just one thing you're short of, it says in the message. Well, imagine saying that to Jeff. I'm sorry, Jeff, you've got everything in the world. You can literally have whatever you want. But do you know what? You're missing one thing. I mean, he can probably has got even better than Amazon Prime. He can probably get it the same day rather than the next day. And Jesus still says, it's just one thing you're short of or something that you're lacking. And this is effectively what Jesus is saying to the rich, one, rich young ruler. It's audacious if you think about it. And it's actually bordering on the rude. Does Jesus really know who he's talking to? Well, does the rich young ruler really know who he is talking to? Okay, now stay with the story because there is a fantastic thing about this passage. And I have to say a big shout out to our local canon theologian, Brian Wakelin, for showing me this when I was studying the passage with him. And we are, can see that these two are now deep in conversation and they're talking through the Ten Commandments. So this is where it gets really interesting because they're ticking them off. Kind of imagine a, a Sudoku or, or a word search and they're, they're going at it together, ticking them off, thinking about how good they are. And Jesus, meanwhile, is shrugging off being called good. And in essence, what Jesus is doing here is still asking the question is, what matters most? OK, so we're going to jump in a TARDIS and we're going to head back to Mount Sinai and Exodus 20 and those weighty Ten Commandments. And we're going to do a little bit of a checklist, a bit of a word search for you gurus. What is missing? Okay, this is the question. What is lacking here in the Ten Commandments? 
Okay, so in this conversation between Jesus and the rich young ruler, there is a glaring omission. I feel like we need the kind of music of pop pickers or something. So the rich young ruler has completely failed to mention commandments one and two. Okay, flick back in your memories, in your Bibles. Think, what are the Ten Commandments? And Exodus 20, let me tell you, starts like this. Verse 2, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. That's pretty clear. And you shall not make for yourself an image in the form of anything in heaven above or on the earth beneath or in the waters below. So here we can see that Jesus is being really clear about going back to the beginning. It carries on, you shall not bow down to them or worship them for I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God. Okay, that's what it says in Exodus. And this guy would clearly have known this. He would have been a well-educated guy and he would have known the whole set of commandments. So I wonder, did he think that Jesus had forgotten the first two? Was he trying to rewrite the rules of grace by saying, surely it is only by being good that anything counts? I imagine that Jesus fixed his eyes on him. What matters most is he implying? What matters most to you is he saying? There's also an amazing bit of teaching by Jesus on the Sermon on the Mount, that's in Matthew 6, where he urges us to store up treasure in heaven. So he says that where our treasure is, then that's where our hearts will be too. Then a little bit later on in the same book of Matthew, there's another incredible passage where he creates a new commandment this is in chapter 22 and it says this. Jesus replied, Love the Lord your God with all of your heart and with all of your soul and with all of your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is this. Love your neighbour as yourself. So he's rewriting the law and he's saying, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with your soul and with your mind. And this is really what he is saying to the rich young ruler. Back to the question, what do you value most? Everything hinges around putting God first. So I just want to end by bringing us back to the fire and also pointing ahead to another couple of things that also help to unlock this passage. The Bible says that in the moment of rebalancing, there are plenty of things that can help us. Okay, back to the fire. And by some miracle, our photos were all okay. Our family photos were in a messy pile in a box right in the back of the cupboard. The box was really charred, but the photos were just fine. And also, 
couple of childhood soft toys? <laughs> it's that silly question, isn't it? If your house was about to burn down, you can imagine it at the pub. If your house is about to burn down, then what would you go and get? Well, the reality is that absolutely you are not going back into that building for anything at all. But I am grateful for a box of ragged photos and a teddy. Leave all that behind, says Jesus, and seek first the kingdom of God. And then all these things will be given to you. It's really powerful, isn't it? Seek first the kingdom of God. Get your priorities right. I love what it says in the message. It says, steep your life in God reality, God initiative, God provision. Don't worry about missing out. There you go. FOMO was alive and kicking in the first century. Don't worry about missing out. Just worry about what matters most. So let's step forward together this week, every day, putting God first. It doesn't matter if it's a big thing or a small thing. Let's steep our lives in God reality, God initiative, God provision. Let's not worry about missing out.